0: You're listening to Randall Wallace Presents, formerly Bridging the Political Gap, the number one American history podcast of 2024 by Feedspot.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Chestnut, owner and operator of Big Mike's Soul Food. I also had the opportunity to serve with Murder Beach City Council for the past 24 years. I would ask for you to please come out and support my friend, John Crutch, for Murder Beach City Council on November the 21st. John is a dedicated person to his city council, loves and cares cares about the city, cares about his residents and the small businesses. Please come out and support John Crutch, November the 21st.
1: Hi, my name is Myra Starnes, and I'm here to endorse Bill McClure for City Council of Myrtle Beach. McClure ran for council with me, and I saw him ask questions. I saw him dig. I saw him take on subjects that were not necessarily popular. And that is what we need on council. That was the reason I was running for council, to look at what the consultants are bringing us. I mean, we don't use common sense. We need to look at real data. We need to look at the consultants that we're using and question why we're paying them so much when they're coming up with things like speed bumps cause flooding. Please... Go vote and let's get some transparency on council and maybe we can get things going in the proper direction. If not, someday we will all be paying taxes out the wazoo to take care of all these expenditures. Vote for Bill McClure.
2: Today, it's last call to decide the final seat on the Myrtle Beach City Council. Voting picks up again this morning in the runoff election between incumbent John Crutch and challenger Bill McClure. City residents can cast their ballots until 7 o'clock, and then the Myrtle Beach Elections Commission will tally everything up. They'll declare an unofficial winner tonight before certifying the results tomorrow morning.
0: everybody this is randall wallace uh we are gonna bring you back here for this kind of update on the myrtle beach city council race as you know there was one seat that went to a, a runoff and that came down to incumbent councilman john crutch and bill mcclure uh i was eliminated uh, so just so you know uh but they had a pretty spirited two-week race and uh we're going to get to the winners of that and, and exactly what happened here in a minute but i I kind of wanted to share with you just a minute or two of kind of this new phenomenon, that's kind of, uh, come back since I got out of politics, this was my first foray back in, in about six years, uh, that these videos you can produce them just almost like a TV commercial and put them on, on, on Facebook and really kind of compete with, uh, modern commercial television. It's not quite on the same playing field, obviously, but it is a a, a neat little way that somebody that is maybe on a limited budget can do, we did them. I did a couple of them, but I already shared you the audio to some of mine, but um, I've always kind of joked that my favorite non-me candidate in this race was a lady named Myra Starnes, who I've known for, gosh, I can't even tell you how long. She is the host of the, uh, or the pr- person who puts together the Dickens Show, which is a huge Christmas event here right at the beginning of November, and then she also does the hotel, motel, ro- restaurant show, uh, Gray Line Tours, Leisure Time Unlimited. She's got a Pretty pretty phenomenal business, and I really hope that she'll come back and run again for something. Uh, Myra for mayor or something like that down the road. But I, uh, uh, She did a couple of them, and I figured I'd just share them with you. One of them about how she dealt with COVID, and one of them about uh, the intersection we have here in town. If you go right downtown where Nance Plaza is, just around Ninth Avenue, where the old pavilion site was, there's a through lane there that I guess they're talking about perhaps doing away with when they do the reconfiguration down there but it really helps make traffic move and she did a video there and hopefully the audio will do it justice but both of these videos are pretty good and, uh, and i kind of like the way it kind of evens the playing field for for candidates
1: this is a good example of not thinking if you watch this slip lane it goes you these people are backed up If you take the slip lane out of it, it's all going to go together and pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. Like it used to decades ago when I met people, it would take half a day to get everybody out if there was a storm coming or something. Now the slip lane works, but their experts said the slip lane needs to go away. Look at these. They just would add to this traffic. And this is winter. This is not summer. Can you imagine if you didn't have this slip lane? We've got to look at our consultants or at least question what kind of careers they have. Are they just saying what somebody's telling them to say, or are they really doing their work? Because this does not make any sense to me. Vote for me, November the 7th. I will ask questions, and I will look at studies when COVID came. And we needed to go on with business. Everybody was so scared. And with the Dickens show and the hotel motel show, we went on. We had to get permission from the governor. The city had to go along, everybody. But we went on and broke the ice. And actually, we were named uh, Pioneers of the Year Award. For doing that, and after that, the convention center has been book, book, book. They're in the top 5% booking in the nation. Remember me on November 7th because I will ask questions. This is our city, and we need to be part of the determination of how we're going forward and that the city be for all.
0: I just love those ads. And Myra did a really good job. And I, I, I want to, if we could just take a second, those of you who are in the Christmas spirit, the show's already passed. But um, you can go to the uh, the Show dot com. That's the show dot com, and read all about the Dickens Show. It's a huge event here in Myrtle Beach, and uh, she's got on her on her website a little thing about us. It's called. It goes in a faraway land known as Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A unique art, craft, and gift show was created. Its inspiration taken from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. The Dickens Christmas Show and festivals has become the premier holiday event, attracting thousands of attendees from all over the Southeast to the seaside resort town of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Held during the tourist off season, this show generates business for all areas of the local hospitality industry, including, but not limited to, restaurants, hotels, attractions, theaters, shops, and much, much more. Leisure Time Unlimited is a 49-year-old company that is the owner, that is the owner-operator of the Dickens Christmas show and festivals. And that, of course, is Mustarn's and if you go there, you can find out all about this great event that Myrtle Beach has every November, and then she'll do another one for those in the restaurant hotel motel restaurant field um in the in February and just just a lot of different things that Myra does that is uh, pretty unique. And so if we can do a little advertising for her, that's always a treat because, like I said, she's she's a a phenomenal businesswoman who's really put a lot of time, energy, effort, and money into downtown in Myrtle Beach uh, with some beautiful uh, facade work. Uh, When a lot of folks were not able to do that, she always invested in her property. So, um, again, thedickenshow.com thedickenschristmasshow.com um, in Myrtle Beach. And uh, now let's kind of move on to the election. Uh, the election was held just a couple days ago, and both candidates were out on the on the stump and talking, and we're going to let you listen to them while they were talking to some of the reporters over the two weeks. No vote
3: can be taken for granted. That's why we're so anxious to get people uh, to come out and vote.
1: First at six, News 13 is your local election headquarters and the runoff to fill one Myrtle Beach City Council seat is tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us at six. I'm Patsy Kelly. Bob is off tonight. Incumbent John Crutch and Bill McClure ask for your vote. News 13's Jackie Labrizzi talked to both candidates today about what they'll focus on
4: if elected.
5: On election day, Debbie Connor and incumbent Mike Chestnut both secured their seats on the Myrtle Beach City Council, but neither Crutch nor McClure reached the votes needed to fill the third. Both candidates say they've been busy the past two weeks campaigning nonstop and it hasn't been cheap. The maximum contribution someone can donate for local candidates is a thousand dollars. On the last campaign report, Crutch had more than eighty-four thousand dollars in contributions, and McClure had almost fourteen thousand.
2: My big message for voters is: if you do, if you do support, regardless of what candidate, no vote can be taken for granted. If you think someone has it in the bag, that's when they don't. Um, we have to get people out to vote tomorrow. If you are leaving town tomorrow, um, please take five minutes to go in. There won't be there will not be lines at the polls and a runoff on Thanksgiving
3: week. Take the time to go vote. I am asking you to come out and vote regardless of who it's for. When you're the challenger, you always have to be concerned about the incumbents. Incumbents always have a leg up. And quite frankly, in a runoff situation, a lower turnout would statistically favor the incumbent. That's why we're so anxious to get people uh, to come out and vote.
5: McClure says his contributors consist of family, friends, and local businesses, and he's focused his campaigning on social media and word of mouth. Crutch says he has donors from attorneys to builders to retirees and realtors. He thinks it's important to reach diverse places so he can get his message out and continue the issues he's been working on.
2: Major crime is down 41% across the city, over $100 million invested in infrastructure, um, pending a second vote in December. We will have increased law enforcement pay nearly 40 percent and firefighter pay
3: nearly 30 percent. That's a huge deal.
5: McClure agrees that the city needs to not only hire more first responders, but also retain them.
3: The police and our firefighters and these young men and women, they have a difficult job. So what we need to do in terms of public safety, is recognize that first.
5: Both candidates say they want the city to have a voice, but also share what they would like to see happen if elected.
3: I think that there's more work to do
2: on public safety, uh, working with the police department to fill the unfilled spots that we have there. Uh, And we have to continue to work on building a downtown the entire city can be proud of because that affects public safety. It affects economic diversification so
3: we can attract jobs beyond tourism. I would like to move the meetings to the evening so that we can have more citizens participate. I also, and would do it, I would want to do it with city council members, but even if they're not available, what I'd like to do is have four town halls every year, once a quarter, so that we're meeting with the citizens rather than council telling them what's going to happen.
5: Aglor says if you want a voice in how your government is run, you need to come out and vote. Reporting in Myrtle Beach, Jackie and News 13.
0: WPDE had an article out it, and it just kind of goes through it with us about the results of the election. The results from Tuesday's Myrtle beach municipal runoff election for city council have been certified. Bill McClure defeated John Crutch to secure a four-year term on council beginning in January. McClure received 1,815 votes while Crutch received 1,695 votes. Um, so that was kind of how it turned out. And, Bill McClure is going to start his term on January the 9th, uh, 2024. New at 11, a new face will soon represent you on Myrtle Beach City
1: Council. Let's
6: get straight over now to our Julia Richardson to break down the results from tonight's hotly contested runoff. Julia. Well, Eric and Rachel, Bill McClure will claim Myrtle Beach's third and final City Council seat after narrowly defeating incumbent John Crutch earlier tonight. The councilman-elect is championing his win as a victory for change, telling me he's got plenty of new ideas to bring to the table. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of The Silver King's War, a podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Stanley L. Silverfield, a first lieutenant in the United States Army Air Corps from Birmingham, Alabama, rode in the nose the greenhouse of the famed Martin Marauder. You can find The Silver King's War wherever you listen to podcasts. Obviously very, very happy that I've won, but there's more work to do now. It's significant in that... Um, It gives an opportunity for change in the city.
6: I'm told that change will include a push for new voting wards here in Myrtle Beach and an increased focus on cracking down on crime and making the city safer for both locals and tourists alike.
3: Safety and crime is a concern for everybody. It was a concern for John and his campaign is a concern for mine. So I want to sit down uh, with our police chief Uh, And and the other police officers and our first responders want to talk to them. You know, they know more about what they need, quite frankly, than any council member does.
6: McClure previously told us a major part of his safety plan is to boost police officer retention and communication with council, making Myrtle Beach a more attractive spot for both current and prospective law enforcers. Among those echoing his call for more give-and-take in general is the man he defeated, John Crutch. We as
2: a city aren't doing a great job understanding how the residents need to be communicated with. So I hope to see that improve, Um, and I also want to see the work on downtown continue, as well as infrastructure investment.
6: Both candidates tell me they want to thank their supporters and everyone who voted in the election, no matter whether they won or lost.
3: We had a really great turnout two days before Thanksgiving and it rained in the middle of the day. So I think that we appreciate the voters coming out. To my supporters that came out and voted
2: for me, thank you so much. And to everyone else, I hope you keep watching because there's a lot more to come from me.
6: Officials will, will certify the runoff results tomorrow afternoon at three before McClure can officially take his oath of office. In studio, Julia Richardson, WMBF News. News 13 is your local election headquarters and new tonight at 11 unofficial results in the runoff for a seat on Myrtle Beach City Council
3: and those numbers show Bill McClure secured that seat it's the third open seat he beat the incumbent John Crutch. News 13's Adriana Lawrence is live in the newsroom and Adriana you were there with Mr. McClure when he found out that he won what was his reaction?
4: Bob, and that it was a really close vote once again, but when the last poll results came in, McClure was shaking hands and excited to see he won. Unofficial results show McClure had 121 more votes than Crutch today. That difference went up from Election Day when only 46 votes separated the two. About 11 percent of registered Myrtle Beach voters cast their ballot in today's runoff. McClure told me while we were waiting for results, he was glad to see people voting, even so close to the holidays and during rainy weather. He says one of his biggest priorities he plans to tackle is crime and safety. This is something he says was a concern for both himself and Crutch while campaigning.
3: So I want to sit down uh, with our police chief uh, and, and the other police officers and our first responders. I want to talk to them. But, you know, they know more about what they need, quite frankly, than any council member does because they're out there doing the job.
4: The city will certify the election results and announce the official winner at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon at city hall live in the newsroom, Adrian Lawrence news 13.
0: Well, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, going through this race with me and all I can say about this race, uh, is it's the craziest race that I can remember. I've been in a race where I finished last. I've won a race. I was supposed to lose. I've lost a race. I was supposed to win. And I, uh, I've been in a race where the recount and counting count lasted till dawn. And I've, uh, been in one that was, uh, pretty ugly in 2009. And this race in 2023 ranks as easily the strangest election I have ever been involved in. Uh, but that's what happens when you jump in at the last second. Uh, so anyway, I, at sums up 2023 is about is better than about any other thing I can say. This one was, uh, this one was a strange one. And I congratulate Bill McClure on his win and, and certainly thank, uh, Councilman Crutch for offering himself up for service and the other, all the other candidates that ran. And it was, um, I enjoyed, uh, my portion of this race, uh, in the general election pretty good. Uh, the, the runoff might have been a little more stressful. But, uh, with that being said, this little housekeeping note for those of you who tune into our show, this, of course, ends this Myrtle Beach, uh, city election that we were covering. but You know, this was going to be before I decided to run, sort of a test case practice to get ready for the presidential uh, primaries that are coming up in January and February on the Republican and the Democratic side. Of course, I'm a Republican, but um, you know, if the Democrats come to town, I'm going to go record them, and we're going to try to put maybe some of these shows together once a week as we get closer in uh, to kind of just cover the politics of it and the uh, and the campaign of it. Uh, it should be kind of interesting because the Democrats actually have a race over there between the president and Robert Kennedy Jr. And of course, we have probably five or six really good candidates that are running. And of course, President Trump, who, um, I know will be coming to South Carolina. In fact, he's coming to the Carolina Clemson game, I think this, uh, this coming weekend. So. Uh, it, it is never a dull moment in South Carolina politics, and we're going to try to cover a little bit of it before you, give you a taste of it. And, of course, I enjoy putting the show together where you got to follow, follow me around a little bit and see what it's like to be a candidate. Uh, also, we have uh, a show that I wanted to do, but because of the campaign, I didn't. And it's going to be a tribute and a look at the life and career of Senator Dianne Feinstein, who is one of about six or seven senators, uh, Strom Thurmond, Ernest Hollings, Lindsey Graham, Jim DeMint, Tim Scott, Locke Faircloth, Joe Biden, who's now president of the United States, and uh, and and Dianne Feinstein, uh, are the senators that I've actually personally dealt with at least once throughout my career, and uh, I actually like Dianne Feinstein quite quite a bit, and she was a uh, very good, from everything I've heard, a constituent service-oriented senator, and an impressive lady and a person who did like to work across the aisle and try to find common ground, which I think we're in short supply of, uh, in this country nowadays. Um, and, and when I did that list of senators, I'm talking about senators I've worked with that weren't running for president (laughs) because, you know, there's Bob Dole and a few more of those that have run, but, uh, uh, anyway, we're going to have a little show about her. She had a very interesting career that started out very tragically. So, uh, I think you'll enjoy that show. And then we're also going to look at a man that I revere as probably the greatest political figure, uh, so far in this century. He's certainly been the leader of the century, and that is Mitch McConnell, who's had some health issues, uh, that we've, we've been monitoring and, and, and watching on TV, just like the rest of the world. But I thought it'd be interesting to look back. At his role in a number of issues and his place in history because it's pretty, pretty enormous. So those are some of the things we've got coming up. Of course, we're also going to finish up, uh, that first year of the Bush administration that's, uh, that we're covering, uh, in our series on George Bush. And, uh, when it, our next season will, will cover some of the most historic moments, uh, going into, and when we get into 2024 of the Bush years, the fall of communism, the Gulf War, the Clarence Thomas uh, uh, Supreme Court hearing. So, you know, we've got a lot of things coming up on on uh this podcast and we hope you'll tune in. And with that, thank you very much. And we will we'll be right back with our Bush series uh in our next episode as we take you to the end of the first year uh and the leadership lessons of George H.W. Bush. And one last thing before I go, for all those folks who supported me, but whether it was volunteering or campaigning or voting for me or financially, I do want to say thank you so much for your help in this in this campaign. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And having lost a campaign six years ago and then had, as some of you know, a number of uh, my family passing away, I really never thought I'd be doing that again and y'all made it while this was a strange one it was a joy to do i really enjoyed every day of it uh and so uh i want to simply say thank you to all of you as well good night